I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise, the streaming media broadcast that equips, encourages, and empowers you to arise as the hero, warrior, and champion that God created you to be. You matter, you are important, and you've got a key role to play for the kingdom here on earth. So thank you for joining me again this week so we can pour into you. And our topic this week is really one of the most important aspects of the Christian faith. In many ways, it's one of the things that most sets Christianity apart from every other faith, every other religion, every other philosophy. And it really is why Jesus did all that he did for us at the cross. Absolutely, with the propitiation for our sins. Absolutely, he made the way so we go to heaven, not hell. But he also did everything he did for the simple reason that our God wants relationship with us. He wants intimacy with us. He wants union, friendship, and fellowship with us. And I think in the days that we're in, the hour that we're in, that Intimacy with God, connection, real relationship, connection with God, maybe has never been more important because as we learn how to spend time with God, connect with God, be intimate with God, we receive fresh revelation, fresh anointing, fresh hope, fresh zeal, fresh encouragement, fresh faith, and a deeper knowledge of who our God really is and all that he can do even through us in this world that might be denying him and mocking him, but actually is quite desperate to meet him. So my guest this week had an amazing encounter with the Holy Spirit several years ago, way back in 2009, actually, and has been on this journey where God has been teaching her about intimacy and connection and real relationships. So if you're hungry to go deeper with God, if you're hungry to come into even a greater manifestation of the fullness of friendship, fellowship, union, and communion, Jesus has given you through the finished work of the cross and the gift of the Holy Spirit, then you're in the right place because my friend and my guest this week is going to share with you about how to go deeper with God and build intimacy and connection with him. Life-changing intimacy and connection for you and for everyone you encounter that he flows through you too. But just before I bring her in and we get into that, I've got two quick announcements for you. Men, don't forget to mark your calendars for March 13th to 16th. Our annual East Coast men's event is happening in Rose Hill, North Carolina. We're back at Rockfish Meadows. I'll be there. Brad Carter will be there. Ben Hughes will be there. But I want you to be there for this weekend of brotherhood, breakthrough, and adventure. Join us at Man Camp East Coast 2023. To find out all about it, just go to menonthefrontlines.com. Click the events link. You'll see the banner. Click on that banner and you'll get all the information. Or if you want to make it really easy, just email me, robert at menonthefrontlines.com, and I'll get you the link or I'll get you the information or I'll do whatever I can to help get you to North Carolina uh, uh, Rockfish Meadows Retreat Center, March 13th to 16th, to be a part of Man Camp East Coast 2023. And my second announcement is actually the invitation that I've been giving the last several weeks. I can't thank you all enough for being here every single week, but I want to invite you to pray about partnering with our ministry. The harvest field is ripe, and the nations are opening to the harvest, and all these opportunities are being presented to us to go to some distant 
and remote regions in the world. I won't go into all of them right now, but they're opening up. And the great thing, the exciting thing is many of these places are regions that other people don't go to or aren't interested or aren't willing to go, but we are excited to go. And you can be part of the Go team and you can help us go and be part of God's solution in this hour in these places. All you have to do is go to roberthotchkin.com, click the giving link, and you can give a one-time gift, or I'd love if you consider partnering with us on a monthly basis. We have just gotten this download from God where we're believing for 1,000 partners who will partner with us for simply $10 a month. That Just $10 a month, 1,000 partners, and we can have $10,000 a month to put into responding to the groan of creation in the nations to bring the gospel, the Holy Spirit, and the reality of our God. So please pray about that. And if you feel a green light of grace from God, go and click that giving link at roberthodgkin.com and be part of our Go team, be part of the solution for the nations in this hour. All right, that's it for the announcements. Let me bring in my friend, Lisa Perna. How are you, Lisa? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm I'm, re- I'm really good. I'm doing great. I love seeing you. It's been a little bit. I love when we get to connect. I love our conversations. And I got to say, I love your background. It's just like royal authority <laughs> glory is all around you. It's fantastic. Hey, purple is for royalty. And that's who I, we are. We're, we're sons and daughters of the most high king. So I kind of call myself a princess, just saying. I think you're I think you're spot on. And I think we need to get that we are lowercase K kings and to the uppercase K king. And, um, you know, I think I was having a conversation with somebody I know, you know, as well, Alan DiDio recently. And he was talking about this um, um, this this revelation of authority and this revival of authority that's coming to the body of Christ because of what we need to be walking in in this hour. And I so agree with him. And I think there's a, a coming revelation of and revival of the spirit of the fear of the Lord that's coming back to the church. But the other thing I think is absolutely critical is one of the things that you're walking in and sharing so much revelation about that's going to help us operate in these new levels of authority is it's actually intimacy with our God because we're made in his image. So the more time we spend with him and focus on him and he reminds us who he is and what he's like, we're reminded who we are in him, with him and for him and what we're like. So if you're okay with it, I'd love to start this because I know you're going to help our audience go into this, creating a lifestyle of intimacy with God. Would you would you share about your encounter with Holy Spirit back in 2009 that started you on this journey? Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I was um, I went to a uh, to a uh, um, to a service because um, somebody said you need to come to this service because it's exactly what God wants you to do. And I was like, huh? And she's like, it's what you've been praying for. And I said, okay. So I went, not knowing what it was, but it was a, it was basically people who really understood Holy Spirit. And I didn't understand Holy Spirit at all, but there was this wooing. There was this like calling from Holy Spirit to like, get to know him. I was like, huh, but I got some books, but the books just didn't, they just didn't do it because I had a great relationship with Papa, with Father God. But I didn't really have a great relationship with Holy Spirit. And so somebody had mentioned to me, they said, oh, you know, about speaking in tongues. And they said, well, you know, if you want to learn, I could teach you. And I was like, I don't want to be taught. Like, that's not the way it's supposed to be. I want to be filled. So 
So this was something that I just kind of put on the back burner. So I decided that I was going to go. And of course, anytime that there is going to be a big God thing, there's always a lot of struggle to get there. And so it was trying to get the kids together. I had kids and I had, I had to, you know, get them ready because they had school the next day and I had to make sure everything was done and, and then trying to get out the door in a proper time to get to this meeting. So we got to this meeting. I, my dad was actually visiting. And so we got to this meeting a little late. And so we quietly like snuck in and we started listening. And the woman who was speaking, she knew about Holy Spirit and she started talking and I was mesmerized. I was like, oh, I really like this woman. And she was just talking and teaching and just really unpacking the, the beauty and the, the relationship that we can have with Holy Spirit. And then she, she passed it off to her, her uh, partner in this ministry. Um, and this woman spoke in tongues, but then she immediately spoke in English. And when she spoke in tongues, she sounded like a man. And she kind of freaked me out a little bit. I was like, ooh, I don't, she scared me. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then that woman came down who was speaking in tongues and speaking in English. And I was like, okay. And she started to touch people and people started to fall. And so I was like, oh my gosh, they're like spiritual roadkill. They're all over the place, you know? And I was like, I mean, that's the only thing I could think of is like, they were just like splattered all over the place. And so next thing you know, the music starts and like the, the church picks itself up and they start running. And I don't mean like, like a little bit around. No, they're running around the church. And I'm like watching as these people and they're jumping over the roadkill of the people who are still slain in the spirit. And I'm watching this and I'm like, Oh, okay. And I heard the Lord and I heard him very clear. And he said, go up there. And I went, mm. okay. I said, they're running. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I can't go up there. Everybody's running. Like, how do I do that? And I didn't hear anything. And I said, okay, good. God saw. He he must not have seen it. That's what, I always thought that, you know, you tell him something, you're like, nah, I'm not going to do that because he just doesn't know. But a few minutes later, he said, Lisa, I want you to go up there. And I was like, but they're running. And next thing you know, somebody comes out of the, out of the line. They take my dad and they go run with me. And now my dad's running. So I'm watching my dad run. I'm watching these people run. And I hear the Lord say a third time, Lisa, go up there. And I, so I, I did what I was supposed to do. And I, I tried to figure out which way to go. Should I go to the front? Should I go to the back? And I turned to kind of figure out where, when that woman, the first woman who was speaking, but I was so engulfed in, I was so attracted to everything, every word that she spoke, comes out of the blue, grabs my hand and says, run with me. And now I'm running with her. And so we're running. And she starts prophesying over me. And she started to tell me things that I even spoke with my dad in the car. I mean, she just read my mail. And then she brought me to that woman. And I was like, oh boy. And she brought me to that woman. And that woman ever so gently just took my hands very, very gently, barely had them. And she said, the love of God is in your hands, is in your feet, is in your feet. And, and that's all I heard. Because Robert, after that, I went back and I became the spiritual roadkill. And so they... I. I came back to my to my body and I, I could feel myself being pulled like out of the way. And I thought, okay. And so they put the little sheet because my hands are like this. <laughs> I don't know why, but my hands were like this. And so they put the little sheet. Maybe they did that. I don't know. And, um, and so I'm laying there and I'm watching, like my eyes are open, 
and I'm seeing people jumping over me and I'm like, I'm going to get stepped on. So I said, let me get up, but I couldn't move. <laughs> I couldn't move. I was stuck there. And so I waited, a, but it wasn't scary. I was like, or not. So I laid there until I felt the presence of God lift off of me. And I went back to the, to the chair to talk to my dad. He was so excited. And I, I, I said, let's do that again. And so <laughs> I'm like, I want to do that again. And so we went back up and somebody else tried to lay hands on me, but they were trying to push me. And I was like, that's not like that other woman. Mm -hmm. so immediately mm -hmm. that discernment of like what was of God and what wasn't of God. Because, you know, maybe they thought I just you know, didn't want to yield myself to the Holy Spirit. But we finished up the meeting and they do the altar call, the typical altar call. And it was like, you know, if you've never given your life to Christ and I'm doing a checklist. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. And then she said something that just threw me. And she said, anybody here who doesn't have the gift of tongues, raise your hand. Mm. And I heard the Lord say, well, and I, I said, oh, man, so I put my hand up. And so I was brought to the front and she laid hands on me and I started speaking in tongues. And I was, I mean, when she removed my hand, my mouth was moving so fast. I don't think I've ever seen my mouth move that fast. And I thought, wow, I, I just, guess I had a lot to say because I didn't understand that. I thought it was a one-time thing. I didn't realize that this was going to continually go on and on and on. So we, we got back home. And it was late. And so I'm, I'm quietly trying to get into bed. Now, my husband had hurt his shoulder. So mm. I'm climbing in bed not to disturb anything because I knew that I didn't want to wake him up. So I climb into bed and the Lord says, put your hand on his shoulder. And I put mm. my hand on his shoulder and I could feel this heat coming from my hand. And I was like, huh. And then I tried to, to roll over and go to bed. And so it was pitch black in my room. And I closed my eyes and it was bright light. And I was like, I opened my eyes because I was startled. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, okay, no, it's still dark here. Okay, it's dark. Okay. And I closed my eyes again and it was bright. It was like looking into the sun. And I was like, okay, something's not right. It's like, I'm I'm in dark and I closed my eyes and I'm in light. I, I didn't understand it. And so I did it a third time. And on the third time, I just fell asleep. And I believe what I say is that I, I fell asleep in the sun. I fell asleep in the sun. But the next day the Lord spoke to me and he said, did you notice? And I, and I was like, what? He said, did you notice your husband's shoulder? And I said, huh, no pain, no pain. And so I casually asked, I said, how's your shoulder? He goes, hmm, it's not bothering me today. I was like, oh, okay. But it didn't stop. It was like I started to have visions and I started to have these encounters where God started talking to me and I felt oil on top of me and I, I was floating in front of the throne room of God and I, I started to see demons and I started to see all of these things and it was only because I was obedient to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to release my language because yeah. it just it just basically connected me. I always feel like we when we get you know, uh, give our life to Christ. We give it uh, like a battery, but when we in invite the Holy Spirit, we get jumper cables. So now mm. we can use those those jumper cables to now jumpstart other people. Because if you have a battery that's not used, it eventually goes bad. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that I kind of felt about you know being baptized in the Holy Spirit. It, it completely changed everything for me. 
I love that image. I've never thought of it that way. When we get Jesus, we have the battery and the Holy Spirit gives us the jumper cables. I can feel him all over your testimony. And um, would you pray for our audience right now and just go ahead and use those jumper cables, release that. Um, I want to pick your brain about creating intimacy with God, but I don't want to miss this moment with everything you just shared about. Because I can feel the hunger of people of, I want a fresh baptism of the spirit. So just go for it as he leads you, Lisa. Absolutely. And and so the first time that, that the Lord told me to, to lay hands on somebody to release their, their ability to speak, to have their prayer language, because a lot of people believe that you're not supposed to only certain people. But if but if you actually look and it says in Ephesians 6, it says, after all, everything that you've done, it says to pray in the spirit at all times. So there is a prayer language that we are supposed to do. And it's it's like if you think about it, it's just a secret language that we can have, almost like a twin language that we have with the Father that nobody else can understand. And so we have this intimacy where we can speak to him. But through the, the spirit, through Holy Spirit and through our, our language, he's able to speak through us. And so if this is something that you're that you're wanting, I just want you just to put your hands out and I just want you to ask Father. I just want you to say, Heavenly Father, I just want to be close and I want to be intimate with you. So I invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and dwell in me. And I ask you to release my tongue right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask you just to let those living waters bubble up out of me and to just release it. Now, the thing you might be feeling is you might be feeling a stirring and you might be feeling something coming up. And so what I tell people is I say, what I want you to do, and you can do this while you're praising God, is you could just start saying hallelujah, hallelujah, mm. hallelujah, hallelujah. And you start saying it really, really fast and you allow Holy Spirit to come in. And before you know it, you get tongue tied. And when you get tongue tied, you're now giving a break for Holy Spirit to take over your tongue because you are giving him. Holy Spirit's not going to just say, okay, I'm just going to start, you know, while you're not speaking and you're going to just start speaking in the, in tongues. Usually it's when we're speaking and it's usually when we're praying. And a lot of people might be afraid of it. And I'm just going to tell you, there is nothing, there is nothing to be afraid of because we have a good, good father and he has a wonderful son. But there is a spirit that guided both Jesus and comes from our father that connects the three of them to us. And so if we partner with him, if we give ourselves to him, we're going to be able to release that beautiful language that's just going to bubble up. And it's going to start with just a couple of words, but don't get, don't get concerned because every new language starts out very simplistic. When you, when you first started to speak as a child, you said mama or dada, and then your parents were so excited, they would give you new words to speak. And so as you started to speak those words, he would get new words, right? But if your parents just taught you mama and dada, that's all you would say. And it's the same thing with Holy Spirit. The more that we speak, the more he's going to give you. It says that, that God says that if I can trust you with the little, I will give you the more. And I will tell you this, that the more you spend time praying in your spiritual language, it is going to just get rid of any type of blockage that you could possibly have with connecting and just feeling the love of the Father. So I just encourage you, I just encourage you just to spend some time and just ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come, come and dwell inside of me, make me your vessel. And I ask you just to release my tongue so that I can commune with my Papa. 
Amen. Lisa, thank you for that. You know, um, our audience knows I've been talking to them about uh, tongues here for the better part of two years because God keeps highlighting it as a strategy, as a tool, as a something so important for this hour, especially when we look and we see that the enemy is buffeting believers as much as possible with fear and intimidation right now through so many different venues, so many different things in the natural, in government, in medical, you name it. It's going on financial fear, uh, mm -hmm. medical fear, virus fear, control fear, you name it. And then intimidation to, to keep us limited. There's something about praying in tongues that gets us out of our mind and into our spirit so that all those things the enemy's trying to limit us with just falls away. And it's such an important tool. It's the one way we can pray and agree with heaven for those things that our eye hasn't seen, our ear hasn't heard, that hasn't entered into our imagination. It's the one way we can pray and agree and decree with heaven when we say, Lord, we want you to do exceedingly abundantly beyond our ability to ask, think, or comprehend. How do we engage in that? By praying in tongues. Because those tongues, as you said, I like how you put it. I always talk about the heavenly language, the special language for you and God, but I like how you put it with the twin language because we're made in his image. In many ways, we're not just his sons and daughters, we're his twins. So that was that was fabulous. So, all right. So here we are, 2009. You have this incredible encounter with Holy Spirit. You get you get released into uh, miracles, signs, wonders. But I would say as much as I know you walk and all that, the reason I wanted to have this conversation with you today is because you walk in such an intimacy with God. And you had it, as you said, you had a good relationship with the Father. But then once you got this Holy Spirit baptism, and we know from Scripture that Holy Spirit lets us connect deep unto deep, spirit to spirit with Him, your intimacy with God increased. I think intimacy with God, union and communion with God right now is so pivotally important because we need encouragement. We need fresh revelation. We need fresh power. We need fresh encounters with his love. We get it in that place of intimacy with him. Share with our audience how they can build that intimacy. Well, okay. If we want to look at what intimacy looks like, intimacy is into me, see. It's a very, very, like the more that we become intimate, we get to see more of God. So how do we know that this is something that's important? Well, first of all, we were created in his image. So that's number one. We also know that like Abraham, Abraham was a friend. But then let's look at Moses. Moses would go and he would spend time. And he would go and he would commune with God and he would go and talk to him. And that's how he got all of his plans. That's how he found out about the tabernacle. Everything that he did was in intimacy with the father. And he didn't even call him the father. He was just God. He was just God. And so we can start to see. And then from Moses, now we can start to see the intimacy that's being built with David. David, who's a shepherd, who builds beautiful trust. And it says that David carried the heart of the father. So now we can see that God is starting to do something. He's building something. He's starting to change things. And then we look at Jesus. Jesus, the son of God, here manifested in the flesh. And what does he do? Not only does he do the signs and wonders and miracles, but he goes and he spends time every single day with his father. He doesn't just go and do his stuff. No, he goes, I need to go spend time with Abba. I need to go spend time with my papa. I need to go and spend time. In fact, the disciple said to him, he said, 
well, Jesus, how should we pray? Because they saw something different in him. They saw something different than the Pharisees. They saw something different than the Sadducees. They saw something different than they saw in the synagogues. They saw an intimacy with God that he called him his father. And so they said, how should we pray? And he says, when you pray, when you pray, you say, God, our father, my father, my papa, right? Our father who is in heaven. And hallowed is his name. And he continues to talk about the, the, the things and the truths of God, that he's going to supply our needs, that, that he is good, that he is good, that we want everything on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we want. We want to start to decree and declare. Because what Jesus was doing is he was teaching man how to become sons. That was the whole point. And so the more that we commune with God, the more that we know his heart, the more that we are intimate, the more that we see more of him, then we actually get to discover more of us because we get lost in what people have told us. We get lost in the, in the, in the labels and in the people who have called us and cursed us. But see, when you are in the throne room with the father, when you are talking to him, when you are being loved on him and the Holy Spirit is revealing the truths of who you were created to be, that you're not a mistake, that you are cherished, that, that you are his. We go back into those scriptures and now they take on a whole new meaning because now we realize that those scriptures that all the prophets were reading about, well, those, those words were really for me too. Yes, they were about Jesus, but there's also something that it also is for me. We look in Romans 8, it says that we have an inheritance through Christ Jesus. And somebody had to die. Like, that's the beautiful thing about an inheritance. An inheritance, you don't have to do anything. Somebody died to give it to you. So you don't have to even do anything. Jesus did it all. He gave us a way to connect with our Father. In fact, he says, he says, it's so good that I should go. If you look. He says, because the Holy Spirit is going to come, the comforter, the teacher, that mothering part of God. He says, I'm not going to leave you like orphans. But yet we have become such an orphan generation because we're looking for, for man to fill those needs and, and to become that parent that sometimes they can't be. But Papa, Papa can always be that parent because he was. He was your parent before you even left before you even left heaven, before you were knitted in your mother's womb, right? It says, before I formed you in your mother's womb. See, there was before, there was a before. So we were with him and his goal is to make sure we come back to him. But here on earth, we have choices, just like angels. Angels have choices, we have choices. So we can choose to do what man is saying or we can surrender ourselves, submit ourselves where it says, resist the devil and he shall flee. It's, it, the first thing you have to do is submit yourself to the Lord. Then resist the devil and he will flee. See, the more that we are intimate with him, the more we're underneath his coming, of underneath his covering, we can see even like in the Psalms, how the Psalms where it says under the shadow of his wings, I will, I will hide under El Shaddai. And we can start to see the names that talk about who our Papa is. When we start to get that, like I never thought I would ever call God Papa. I'd started with daddy. I used to call him daddy. But then something even changed from that. There was a deeper intimacy to where I could actually call him Papa, which mm. is something that is precious because I don't call anybody Papa. 
Lisa, one of the things in, in all that you're sharing, it's also good, uh, going all the way back to when you're talking about Moses and Jesus, they both obviously made a habit out mm -hmm. of spending time with the Father. And I think that's one of the most important things is we make a habit out of it. We have a time and we protect mm -hmm. that time. But in that, I know when some people set out to do that, it can start to look and feel like a religious performance mandate of I must. How do we how how would you recommend that we develop and nurture that time, that carved out time, but we avoid the trap of making it a legalistic uh, uh, performance mandate where we're almost looking at the clock saying, all right, I'm here. And cause I know a lot of times people will do that and they're waiting God for God to show up in that time, as opposed to realize he's there. So I'm showing up to spend time with him. How do we, how do we make that habit without making it a, uh, religious mandate? Well, it, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I did. Well, the Lord told me, I want you to come to me every morning. He said, I want you to come. And he gave me a time. But there was this one day I was so, so tired and it was like cold. I'm from Jersey. So it was cold and it was like, and I was nice and warm and, and the kids were sleeping in because it was a Saturday. So we didn't have, you know, didn't have to get them up for school or anything. And I, and I, my alarm goes off and I looked at it and I went, oh, and I said, I said, Lord, I said, can I meet with you later? And I didn't hear anything. So I thought, cool, he's fine with that. And went back to sleep. So when I did wake up, I think it was like an hour later, hour and a half later, we all wake up. I go into the kitchen to start making breakfast and my kids are fighting and the dog is barking and my husband is yelling and everything is like chaos and confusion. And at that moment I went, oh my gosh. And I got down at my knees in the kitchen. And I said, I'm so sorry, Lord. I am so sorry. And he said, Lisa, he said, I will never leave you. He says, but if you walk away from me, I can't protect you. And I went, oh, and I thought about that. And I thought about like, if you don't spend time with somebody, if you don't spend time with somebody, you get disconnected. We have friendships, we have relationships, and what we put into those relationships with other people is going to be the return we're going to get. And the deeper and the more time that we spend with somebody, guess what? The more we start to act like them. We can start to say, you know, if you hang out with somebody, you start to say the same things, you start to like the same things. Sometimes you even start to dress the same way. And sometimes people even look alike. So the more that we spend with him, the more we're going to start to look like Jesus. The more we, we spend time with him, the more we're going to act like Jesus. And the words we're going to speak are going to be his words. And so it comes into a relationship. It is not an, it's not an obligation. It's, it's not something that we have to do. It's something we get to do. It's like being in, it's like calling up an old friend and talking and getting reconnected. See, I have a bunch of friends that I might talk, I might not talk to them every single day, but there are certain relationships that I do talk to every day. Those are the relationships. Those are my, that's my inner circle. Those are the people, those are my ride and die people. And so don't we want to have that with God? That's, that's the thing that I just didn't understand. And it's like, because I can get so wrapped up in, in doing stuff that all of a sudden it's like Lisa. And I'm like, oh my gosh, God's calling me. I got to go. <laughs> 
I got to go, you know, and the Lord started talking to me and he said to me, Robert, he said, he said, Lisa, he said, when you first got married, he said, you wanted to be with your husband all the time. You wanted to be, my husband's name is Robert too. So he wanted to be with Rob all the time. That's what you wanted to do. And he said, but then there came a time that you became comfortable with one another. So you could go off and you could do your things. He said, but there, but there was always that moment in the day that you would reconnect. And it was that time of reconnection. And if you didn't reconnect, it became difficult. He said it was so important to reconnect. And so it could be a text. It could have been a phone call. It could have just been he called you into another room just to reconnect. It's the same thing with him. So we don't have to be like every single day at five o'clock. I got to. And some people need that. Some people need that. But see, when you start to really build that relationship, it's just a whisper. It's just a wooing. It's just a calling. And it's like, hey, come spend some time with me. And it's like everything else just goes away. You know, the the, the story you told about um, that morning that you decided to stay in bed because you were warm there and and this sort of chaos broke out. I think one of the things I want to really highlight to all our viewers is that's such a great story because it illustrates something. We think of our prayer time as we connect with God, we we talk to God, we hear from God, and we do. And it's so important. We build a relationship with God. But one of the things I think we don't fully understand is when we have that time with him, and I'll, I'll use a word that's controversial, but it's the one that's coming to mind, so I'm going to use it. We create this portal between mm-hmm. heaven and earth, this portal right. of connection, this portal of intimacy, and 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 it brings the heaven and God into our home. So even our taking that half hour, that hour in the morning, and I am somebody with as busy as my schedule is, I know you have a very busy schedule too, I'm getting after the last year and a half of everything with my wife's cancer battle and all that, I didn't get my set times in the morning like I like because I sometimes, you know, sit down to have my devotional time and have to take my wife to the emergency room or you just didn't know what was going to go on when you're in that kind of battle. But God's really encouraged me this year to get uh, to, to he was proud of me for learning to connect with him along the way and turning my heart and thoughts to him. But he's really showing me the importance of having that carved out time again, not just for me, but because it brings the atmosphere of heaven into our home. And when we don't do that, all of a sudden the chaos will break out more often. And, you know, I mean, there are times our family comes over and you can tell if I've been in worship and in prayer for extended periods of time, they come in the door. They don't know what they feel, but they feel something. Even my little nieces and nephew will be like, I like your house. I'm like, yeah, that's because, you know, you're feeling the presence of God. They're like, okay, you know, but I think in talking about building this connection and this intimacy and this lifestyle of intimacy with God, it's not only for you, but it's for the spheres that you steward. You're bringing heaven into those spheres. And that's what I really loved about your story. I want to make sure we mention a book that you wrote, Lisa, because it's such a vital resource for everybody, Touching the Father's Heart Through Prayer. And I remember when you shared this with me, um, and I immediately responded to the title because I thought, you know, I've written decree books. I believe in decree. I believe a prayer, all that. I love it. I love prayer. I love decrees. But I love that your title is Touching the Father's Heart Through Prayer. And this is a book about prayer, but it's way more than that. It's really a book about how to embrace what we're talking about, intimacy and relationship. So in the book, you talk about everything from 
praying the scriptures, to walking in identity, to praise and worship, to repentance and forgiveness, to promise and covenant, and even more stuff. But all of it ultimately is about embracing this relationship with God and seeing it deepen. As God was sharing the revelation with you for this book, what was something that really surprised you about how you deepen relationship with God that you hadn't thought of it that way? Because obviously prayer, we're spending time with him, we're talking to him, we're listening to him. But was there anything he shared with you in this that you thought, gosh, I didn't even realize I was building our relationship when I was doing that? Well, it, it's funny that you were talking about portals because um, when I was, uh, after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was working. I actually went back to work because my kids were old enough. And I worked in a cosmetic counter and I prayed, I prayed around the cosmetic counter, kind of like the walls of Jericho. And there were three portals because people were getting healed. I, there were signs and wonders that happened at my counter. There were ju just like crazy thing. My, my husband would say lipstick or prayer because I would come back with these crazy encounters. But it was because I had a prayer walk. So if I wasn't speaking to somebody, I was walking around my counter and I was praying. And basically what I was doing is I was priming the pump. I was priming the pump for Holy Spirit encounters. And so what happened is I was actually writing my book, which is Lipstick and Prayer. So that's what I was actually in the process of doing. And the Lord, he woke me up and it was actually an Easter Sunday. This was in 20, 2021. And he said, Lisa, I don't want you to write that book now. He said, I want you to put it to the side and I want you to write this book. And he gave me the title, which is Touching the Father's Heart Through Prayer. And he gave me the, the different chapters. So I was like, okay. And he said to me, this is what he said. He says, many people pray two ways. They pray out of obedience because somebody says, hey, could you pray for me? Or we're going to pray for this person. Or, okay, you know, there's a prayer chain. But it's all out of obedience. The second way that people pray is they pray through scriptures. They, they see the scriptures. And so they pray the scriptures. So they do that. And so when I was having this conversation, um, I started to hear him saying, because it, it was it was Jesus who was speaking to me. And he said, Lisa, he says, but when I prayed, I prayed different ways. He said, I prayed through faith. Mm -hmm. He said, I prayed through authority. He said, I, I prayed through scriptures because he knew the Torah. We know mm -hmm. that he prayed. So he knew the Torah. He knew the prophecies. So he prayed those things. He also, he prayed out of relationship. He prayed through love. He prayed through repentance. He prayed through covenant. I mean, there are so many things that we just didn't understand. In fact, like one of the things that God showed me was about covenant. And I didn't even understand the importance of it. That when we pray, when we say in the name of Jesus, it's not just because it's a name above all names and every knee shall bow and every tongue proclaim that he is Lord. Yeah, it's definitely the exclamation point. But what it truly is saying, it's saying that I am in covenant with your son. I'm in covenant. So I'm not coming in as a, from a back door. I'm not coming in a different way. I am coming in through your son. There's no other way to go to the father except through the son. But the father, he sends the son. And I thought about that and I was like, well, that's, that really revolutionized. And when I say in the name of Jesus, I'm proclaiming that, wait a second, I have been bought, I have been purchased, that I am your daughter because I have an inheritance that, that, that my Holy Spirit calls me to call you Abba Father or Papa because of that covenant, that new and better covenant. And so that was something that just, when I got that, I went, whoa.
That's you know, in the name of Jesus, I heard somebody say, we got to understand that in the name of Jesus isn't just the stamp we put on the envelope to exactly. get it there. And I love that. But I remember just what you're talking about hit me once years ago where I'm not just saying the prayer in the name of Jesus. Me, the prayer, is in the name of Jesus when that's I pray. Right. And that's it changed it. everything for me. Yep. So I, I think that's amazing. Yep. Hey, um, let everybody know where they can get the book, because I know we're not going to be able to go into great detail about what's in the book, but I got to tell everybody the book is wonderful. And again, if you're hungry, not just to see your prayer life and your prayer authority increase, but what really increases your prayer life and prayer authority is your intimacy with God increase. You want to read Touching the Father's Heart Through Prayer. Where can they get the book, Lisa? Well, they can actually get it on Amazon or they can go to my website, which is touchbyprayer.com. And it's on the it's actually on the front page. <laughs> so you just all you have to do is click the button. So Amazon, probably barnesandnoble.com, but definitely no, go to not touch. Yet. Oh, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Right. This right. is a, this is my first book. This is um, you know, it, it takes a village to to write a book. Well, yes, it, it does. Took a, it, it took a village, <laughs> so I wanted to see how it did, and uh, that's going to be my next step. I'm going to be putting it out on Barnes and Noble, and yeah. So, right on well, amazon.com and then everybody go just go straight to touchbyprayer.com um mm -hmm. so you can get it directly from lisa you know thank thank goodness that amazon makes things easy and i know different people feel different ways about amazon but love mm -hmm. believes the best and we're going to believe mm -hmm. that we're going to be grateful for the convenience at least but mm -hmm. be a blessing and and sow into this incredible revelation that she'll sow into your life through the book go right to touchbyprayer.com and order the book Lisa, I also want them to know where they can get a hold of you. Can I know you've got a, a wonderful podcast. You've got a great YouTube channel. Um, you're a speaker. You do schools. You do meetings. Where can they hear more from you? Where can they connect with you? And how can they reach out to you, especially if they want to invite you in through media or to come and be part of one of their meetings? Absolutely. Well, I think the best place is if they go to Touch by Prayer, and it would be Lisa at touchbyprayer.com. It's just the it's just the easiest. But I do uh, Touch by Prayer, which I'm actually going to be recording. Uh, this will be my ninth year. Can you believe that? I've been doing it for nine years, and it, and it was something nobody was doing it when I started it, and they weren't do. We didn't even have video then. So I, I actually started it with a podcast. I did it with, um, we called it, my husband called it internet radio. You're going to do an internet radio show. I go, I'm going to do an internet radio show. I said, about what? He goes, about what you do. Because that's what he called it. It was what I did. And see, that's the, that's the most simplistic and most beautiful thing that I could say is that I'm just doing what my father tells me to do. Because it's not like, he didn't say, oh, you're doing your ministry. He didn't say that. It's like what you do. Because it, it became a part of who I was. It wasn't that it, I put on a hat to do it. it I just became it. And uh, so I have Touch by Prayer. I also do a morning broadcast called Crown Chats, which I love to have you on. It's so much fun. I mean, we, we, we get a little silly, but we really try to get down in, into the truth of what does it look like in, in 2023 to be a Christian. Because it's different than it was from the 1950s. And there is a calling and there is such a burning and stirring in my heart to go and reach the lost. Mm. You know, it, it's like I, I kick religious cows and <laughs> I do some silly things to make uh, to make people laugh. But it's it's just that moment just to say this is important. Make, take a note of this. 
So we do things a little different. And of course, you know, I do have my conference called Daddy's Girl, which is completely about identity. Oh, come on. You know, um, I think that uh, it really struck me recently. Uh, you know, everybody who watches the show knows I have the duh anointing where all of a sudden something will just hit me and I'll go, oh, duh. God makes <laughs> things so simple for me. Pretty much for the first time in the history of our nation, America no longer identifies itself as a Christian nation. Yep. Um, when you look statistically, you look at all of that stuff. So I'm with you. I think it's never been more important that we know God and that we make God known. But we also have to understand that the atmosphere, that mindsets, that culture is different than it's ever been. So it's it's not different being a Christian in 2023, maybe versus 1950, because it's still all about Jesus and what he did for us at the cross. And but in being in a effective Christian expressing the kingdom into the earth. It's not that we in no means am I talking about compromise for relevance, the exact opposite. It's how do we live an uncompromised life in such a way that people see Jesus and that he's real and that he's there and that he cares. And I think a lot of the media you're doing, and I, I know even before we started recording today, we had a conversation about this passionate zeal you're having about taking the reality of Jesus to the highways and the byways. And I know for our ministry, we feel the same way about the remote places of the nation. So with all that you're carrying, Everything we've talked about today, all the things that we didn't even have a chance to get to that you carry so wonderfully, do me a favor. And as Holy Spirit leads, pray for our audience, release, uh, uh, prophesy, and whatever you feel to do, just go for it. Okay. So Papa, ah, Holy Spirit, I just thank you. I just ask you just to fill this place right now. Mm. I just thank you. Let that sweet peace just like fall on every single ear right now mm. the presence just start to fill you up <laughs> i thank you for the joy i thank you for the joy papa i ask you to touch those hearts just to spark something back into them that says that they want to know you jesus i ask you just to go and to whisper in their ears and to call them just as you call the disciples follow me I thank you for this time, Holy Spirit, that you have been here, that you have been revealing truths, that you have been revealing the hearts and you've been here, you've been revealing the desires of the people. I thank you that Lord, you do not leave us empty. You do not leave us wanting, but you provide everything that we need. I thank you. I thank you for your family. I thank you for those who are going out and pulling back the prodigals. I just call forth the prodigals. I call back the prodigals to the father. And I feel that there's a lot of people out here who've been crying out for your children. And I just want to encourage you, your prayers, your prayers avail much. Your prayers avail much. I have seen so many people who prayed. And I just, I, I just ask that, that spirit just to come, the Holy Spirit, just to come and just to, to help you to understand that it's not, it, it, we have to partner. We have to partner with God. And sometimes that means forgiving. We have to forgive offenses. We can't pray for things if we have anger, if we have unforgiveness. We, we, it, we can't do that. We have to be better. We have to be better. Forgiveness is something that is, it is the most beautiful gift that God gave us. And he forgives us. 
And so as we come in and we start to pray for all of these different things, and we're praying for these encounters, you know, the, the biggest thing that we need to do is we need to pray for more. So Papa, I ask for more of you more of you. I thank you that you're going to start to invade our dreams, that you're going to speak to us like you spoke to Joseph. You're going to speak to us like you spoke to those in the Old Testament and in the New. I thank you for revelation, Holy Spirit. I thank you that you uncover so that we can discover all the truths of who we are and who you are. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for your friendship, and I thank you that you stand close to us, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. I thank you that you intercede for us, that you are constantly fighting on our behalf. I thank you that your love, your love changed everything. Help our hearts, help our hearts to love the way that you love so that we can be the world changers, so that we can be the game changers, proclaiming that you are Lord, that you are King of King and Lord of Lords, and that there is nothing outside of you. I thank you, Papa, for this time. I ask you, Father, to bless each and every person who is listening. I thank you, Lord, for this for this incredible ministry that Robert has. I thank you, Father. Let it just go and let it start to turn those, those men, bring those men into the fullness of who they are. Pull them up, gird them up, help them to see themselves as the Aaron and the hers. Help them to see themselves as the Daniels, that those who will not take a knee, but those who fiercely fight for truth and fight for their families and fight for justice. I thank you, Papa, for what you are doing in this hour, though it seems as it is dark. I thank you that you are growing us and you are helping us to be the beacon of light, that we will be seen, that they will see us and they will know us because they will see that as a Christian, because I I can see them shining from here. Let us become brighter. Help us to become more of you, Papa. Help us to become your hands and your feet. Help us to release your plans and your purposes as we walk with your son. And we thank you, Father. We honor you. We praise you. We glorify you in all that you do. And we thank you for your son. And we thank you, Jesus, that you stand with us. And I thank you that we are with you in all of this, that we are not alone. And we just praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lisa, thank you so much for that. Everybody, if after that prayer, you don't want to read her book on prayer, I don't know what you're thinking. Go get Touching the Father's Heart with Prayer today. Go to touchbyprayer.com to order it, or you can go to amazon.com to order it. But Lisa, thank you so much for being with yeah. us. Thank you for everything that you shared, and even more for your heart for God, your heart for the lost, and your heart for his people. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. And God bless you. Thank you so much for letting me come on. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, it was great to connect with you. And I know we'll work together again soon. Yes. <laughs> And all of you, thank you so much for taking time to be with me for this week's episode of Heroes Arise. Hey, men, don't forget March 16th to 18th, Man Camp East Coast 2023 in Rose Hill, North Carolina at Rockfish Meadows Retreat Center. Go to menonthefrontlines.com, click the events link, and you'll get all the information, or just email me, robert at menonthefrontlines.com. And again, I want to invite each and every one of you who watches the show, pray about partnering with us as we respond to the harvest 
harvest call to the nations, and especially those areas of the world that are smaller and more remote where people aren't willing to go. Those are the ones we get excited about, and you can help get us there. Just go to roberthodgkin.com, click the giving link, and you can give a one-time donation, or please consider being one of those thousand partners we're believing for who will partner with us for just $10 a month to be part of God's solution in the nations. All right, God bless you guys, and I will see you back here again soon for another episode of Heroes Arise. Ready for more? Go to roberthodgkin.com for more teachings, more resources, and more information about Robert Hodgkin Ministries and Men on the Front Lines.